Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. Welcome, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to another edition of G. Cobb in the House. I'm Micah Warren. Uh, hanging out with myself right now. We'll have some people call in uh, as we go. Uh, and I was going to get into... Obviously, at the baseball season starting, we want to talk uh, Phillies. Uh, but another thing, I don't know if anybody noticed yet. Uh, Mr. Manny Ramirez tested positive for steroids again. Uh, the league issued a statement. It didn't say that he tested positive in the um, in their statement, but sources told ESPN that supposedly he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs in uh, spring training and has decided to retire as opposed to deal with the 100-game suspension. Uh, and I guess I'm curious. You know, give me a shout. Uh, tell me what you think, 888-346-9144. Because now all of a sudden the, the Manny and the Hall of Fame talk is starting. Is Manny a Hall of Famer? Um, he certainly wasn't doing too well with the Rays. I know he got benched this week. They sat him down, so he wasn't doing so hot. But you put Manny Ramirez in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I read one guy on ESPN was arguing that, you know, why he should be. You can look at his numbers and, of course, realize why he should be. But does he deserve to be in? That's, that's two steroids tests he's tested positive for, and most of his career wasn't when they were testing. I mean, is it too hard to connect the dots there? So the guy in ESPN that's making the argument for him, he was like, oh, I don't let the steroids affect my reasoning, and then goes on to list why you should be a Hall of Famer. I don't let the steroids affect my reasoning. Is that possible? How do you how do you not do that? I mean, unless you want to make the argument, well, uh, Babe Ruth and, and Mickey Mantle and those guys, they didn't face pitchers on steroids. These guys did. If you want to just say the whole the whole thing was so screwed up that guys like Manny and Bonds and Sosa and McGuire were doing it against other people that were juiced, I mean, you can make the argument, well, Babe Ruth didn't play against black players. Yeah, that's... Very true, and that that does affect a lot of stuff. Uh, I just personally, I don't know how you can ignore that. I mean, and I would think that what they plan to do with Manny in the Hall of Famer, but I mean that's that that's got to be a decision when we say, all right, this guy we know was a steroid user, they're not allowed in, or you make the exception, and you say, well, you know, they they face pitchers on steroids, and it was what everyone was doing. It was a whole era of. I don't know how you can look at these numbers and say, I mean, especially baseball. You could look at uh, records in football, any other sport. Baseball is a stat sport. I, I just don't know how I can ignore. I mean, let's think about it. In, in 1998, 
from, was it 1961 to 1998, only one person hit 61 home runs. Now, all of a sudden, uh, 68, 70, records broken, Barry Bonds at 73. I mean, that's stupid. That is so stupid. 73. How do you ignore that stuff? I mean, it's not like, now, you know, let's say, oh, there was a steroids era. Someone finally got to 62 home runs. 73. That's insane. I don't know how you can, you can ignore the fact that the steroids came in. I mean, if you look at Manny's numbers, in, in 1999, I think he had 165 RBIs, which are the most uh, anybody had since 1938. You can't argue that the guy, he's a monster. He was an absolute, I remember uh, the last couple of years the Phillies playing the Dodgers in the NLCS. And you know a player is that good when every time he comes up against your team, you're just like, oh, my God. Didn't we just get him out? We just got him out, and here he is again. Terrified every time he stepped into the batter's box. He, he just, he, he's brilliant, brilliant that if a pitcher got him out one way early in the game, you go ahead and try it a second time. He'll kill you. He was that good at the plate, and you can't deny that. But, you know, people say, oh, well, steroids doesn't make you stronger, but whatever. Yes, it does. <laughs> and when you can relax and just swing the bat, there's nothing worse in baseball than if you're pressing the plate or you know, grinding the bat into sawdust, as they say, that's not going to help you. If you're swinging for the fences and you're swinging as hard as you can every time, that's bad. That's real bad. You're not going to be successful. When you can relax and just swing the bat, and that extra power that you've got just launches the ball. I mean, if you remember uh, in, in uh, 01, I mean, I remember Barry Bond getting intentionally walked with the bases loaded. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, if it was a strike, it was gone. And while Manny didn't have a season like that, he was he was on that level. I mean, he's that good. Uh, so as for whether or not you can put that guy in the Hall of Fame, uh, I have a tough time doing it. And I'm curious to see what happens. And, and you have to think because in baseball, uh, obviously Manny tested positive. Was it last year? The year before? Uh, he missed 50 games. I think it was last year. And so obviously you get you test positive your first time. 50 games. Baseball is not playing around anymore. So this time is 100 games, so he's saying, screw it, I'm out. And I wonder to what degree it was to avoid the third test possibly happening. If he tests positive a third time, if he were to keep playing and test positive, he's banned from baseball. You know, ask Pete Rose how that goes as far as uh, getting into the the Hall of Fame. Because at that point, forget the steroids for what it was, you did something to get banned from baseball. One more positive test, and I think that's, Game, set, match on, on any chances he has for a Hall of Fame career or to get into the Hall of Fame. I think he still might. I, know, I just personally don't think he should. Um, and I wonder to that end that that's probably the smartest thing he could have done was to say, look, I'm done. Uh, any chance of a positive test, and I'm done. Banned from baseball. And I, don't, I don't know anyone that's going to vote. I don't know anyone's going to vote him in at that point if he's banned from baseball. But... Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I personally, I can't ignore the steroids thing, so I, I just can't put him in there, uh, regardless of the numbers. Because I mean, in this guy in ESPN, he's listening to all his numbers. This, this, and this. Well, yeah, but cheated. Of course, his numbers are insane. Took steroids or whatever he was taking. Jeez. But uh, we'll see what happens with Manning. Uh, as we're, oh, G, uh, G, Cobb, what is that? How you doing? What's happening, Jay? 
What's up? I'm just uh, fighting through the Manny thing here. Um, so what were you, so what were you talking about, Manny? You're talking about Bonds. I'm talking about Manny. I mean, Bonds is in that discussion, but gee, can you put this guy in the Hall of Fame? I have a real Who's tough that? time doing that. Who's that, Manny? Yeah, he, he, I don't know if you saw already, but he well, tested positive, and he's retired. Oh, well, you know, I think that um, I don't see how you can. You know, I mean, uh, it's really going to be a situation where if they let one in, they got to let them all in. And, and really, that, that means A-Rod, all those guys that uh, have tested positive, that they either got to let them all in or they got to keep them all out. You know, and I, I think it's, you know, because how are you going to know? See, that was my point that I was making before. Um, you really need to make a decision on how this is going to be handled. Like, you know, there's some people that defend it and say, well, uh, players from the past didn't face pitchers on steroids, and these guys did. So do you lump it all together and say, well, there was pitchers doing it too, and, and say, yeah, it's okay? But I agree with you completely. You've got to set a precedent. Either steroids use and you're out, or you find a way to rationalize it. But I, I just can't imagine him wanting to get that third positive test because a third positive test is a banish, banishment from baseball. And then at that point, like I said before, I don't think it even matters what you did. But you're, you're banned from the sport for whatever reason. So I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be uh, interesting to see what happens with that. When is Bonds up, Jay? Did we lose Jay? <laughs> yeah. When is it? Did anyone? Yeah. Give me a call if you know when Bonds is up. I'll look it up here. Uh, when he's eligible. What's the rule in baseball? Uh, is it five years like football? Just gonna check this out real quick. Hello. Oh, Jay. There you go, Jay. Yeah. Are you um? Do you know when Bonds is up for this? Like, when do we have to really start looking at this? Well, I guess, you know, Bonds has got, what, about uh, two or three, about three more years? Two or three more years with Bonds. Um, but, th you know, this is, um, you know, this kind of thing. We can't be letting people in. Like, really, I, I know he's not really, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. The, what am I thinking of? The pitcher for the uh, Yankees. Um, Clemens? Uh, no. No, no, no. He's a Hall of Famer if, uh, uh, what, if he didn't do uh, all this one stuff. Of, one of the good guys, uh, what's his name? Um, the lefty that just recently retired for the Yankees. Oh, Pettit, Pettit. Pettit, yeah, Pettit. Now, see, this is the problem I have is, okay, Pettit tells a story. Hey, this is the first time I ever used steroids. Everybody believes him. Says, now, look, look, how, look how Pettit stepped up. Pettit didn't step up. He got caught, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's, it's like the guy, you know, and, and some of women are stupid. The guy gets caught, you know, he's banging his lady. <laughs> and the lady thinks she's stupid enough to think, well, this is the first time he did it. This isn't the first time. You know, he's, he's been hitting her for years. So the same thing with Pettit. They bust him. I don't go, well, he came clean. Yeah, he came clean all right. And I was just using it. I had a bad arm. I got hurt. You know, because he's a quote-unquote good guy, let him go, and all the other guys get busted, they're all dirty and bad guys, you know, but Pettit's a good guy. See, that's the problem I have with the media at times where let guy, one guy go, don't know whether that guy's a good guy or a bad guy. He just 
plays a role. You know, they don't know whether he's – come on. And he probably was using, you know, to get a benefit. He wasn't using it because he – you know, just because he got hurt. Anyway, the little song so But the bottom line is they're going to let one in, they got to let all of them in. If they're not going to let one in, don't let any of them in. Yeah, and when it comes to what you're talking about with the you know the media and the fans saying, well, Pettit's the good guy or whatever, I think a lot of that has to do with how you react publicly when you're caught. Like, Pettit being the right way, just own it and move on. And they really do just let it go. They seem to anyway. But when you well, pull a Clemens or a Bonds and it's all of a sudden, oh, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. But see, no, see, really, they, they weren't on Pettit's butt, though. Pettit come out, oh, well, I got hurt, blah, blah, blah. If they didn't like Pettit, they would have been on his butt. What do you mean, oh, you got hurt, oh, you just used it one time. It was just for a couple of weeks or whatever. Come on. You know, but they let him go. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think you should, you should be able to go just by the way a guy acts because maybe he's a little slicker. But uh, now, now Clemens is an idiot. I mean, he's just dumb, you know. Well, he's looking at possible jail time for the line, the degree to the line that he went to. I mean, he, he he and Bonds. I mean, come on. That's just that just shows how both of those guys are so arrogant that they're out of control. Arrogant, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, it, you would have been better off just saying, you know what, my bad. Like that yeah. did. Yeah, that's right. Who's but, gonna go? To, who's gonna want to go to jail? Hey, look. Hey, they got me. And you know, see, Bonds really did it, but he waited all this time because he got caught, and he and the agent sit in there and go, well, if you admit that you used it, they really can't come down real hard on you because, you know, and then you, then you uh, weasel out by saying you didn't know it was steroids. Please, come on. <laughs> well, the reason you, you just admit it, I mean, you don't take the lie into a court of law. That is just beyond stupid. Because if you say I didn't do it and you're just uh, hanging out at the mall, you're fine. If you admit that you did it, you're only in trouble with baseball. Once you lie in court, yeah. <laughs> that's taking it, that is taking it to an absolutely different level. But, we got to take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about some Phillies. Uh, we'll be right back here on G Cobb in the house. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Fantasy Sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play fantasy sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. And we're back here on G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G. Cobb. Talking a little Manny Ramirez and steroids and baseball, and we'll talk about the Phillies a little bit. Um, I guess this is the kind of start. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, This is the kind of start I think we were expecting from them. Um, the only real black mark so far <laughs> has been Cole Hamels, <laughs> who everybody's pitched well so far. Um, the lineup has been – I mean, we can't complain about this lineup. I will be the first one to admit on this show and everywhere else I've written whatever. I have just – had, I just haven't had faith in this lineup. Uh, you look at a lineup last year that disappointed for like long periods of time. I mean, it's one thing to go into a funk. They would hit one to two month funks. Uh, so you look at that lineup and now you say, all right, well, Chase Utley's gone for however long. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Jason Worth is gone, and we're going to ask our catcher, who probably never hit 260 before, to have another year of 302. So wasn't that optimistic. But so far, Jake, the lineup's swinging the bat well, and it's it's a very different lineup. It's not dependent on the long ball. I mean, they're just well, you know, it's, it's real early, but uh, you know, everything has to be uh, everybody uh, like you know. You said that this is what we expected. Now, I I, I don't think it's what I expected. I mean, uh, not that they're you know they're five and one is not where is it, it, um is something that I'm shocked by. It's the way that they're five and one. It's because of the hitting. It's because of the consistency uh guys putting the bat on the ball and getting on base and not relying on the home run and uh all of that uh that's that's what i got to give them a lot of credit for uh having been able to do so far i i think that um you know if they can continue of course uh you know they'll win in a in a cakewalk uh i don't know that i say that they they will continue at this pace uh, with the guys hitting this so consistently but um it's a good thing, man. I, you know, there have been so many pluses, and you're right. The, the only negative has been that, uh, that Cole Hamels outing, and that's why, you know, everybody's, you know, talking about him getting booed, uh, and I do think that was because of the expectation uh, that everybody has for him. That, um, that, that, that's why he got booed that, uh, that day. 
Well, because we all we heard at the start of spring training was, boy, Cole looks ready to pitch tomorrow. He's in great shape. He's he he could start tomorrow. Now, and well, that's kind of what we've been thinking. I, we were expecting this big year out of Hamilton, especially for the way he finished last year. He was absolutely brilliant uh, the second half of last year. So it, it's just disappointing. I mean, now, granted, everybody's got you know everyone's going to hit a bump in the road. You know, Halliday's not going to be perfect every game. Uh, Cole just picked his first outing to be a bad one. I, I don't know that I'm concerned, but what does concern me, though, is we talked about this before, how, you know, in spring trainings you mix up pitches, you throw pitches you wouldn't normally throw in different counts just to test stuff so guys get rocked. So when Cole was getting rocked, I didn't think too much of it until I started reading his interviews. He can't locate his fastball. That's, like, the difference between being a starter and being not in the league. He needs to get – that's what bothers me. Because if you can't locate your fastball, he's not throwing first pitch strikes. He's getting behind in counts. What pitcher can win like that? You know, I, I mean, mean that, that, is pro- that is a problem. But you know, it's it's early. I you know I uh, am not that concerned. Um, you know, he's he's he, he had a bad outing. Uh, you know, I think he could come back, and as, as long as he's battling and he's doing everything the way he's the way he's capable of, I think he can come back and. And uh, get back on top of his game, uh, and uh, hopefully that's what he'll do. But you know, I, I can't get too worked up over one outing. Uh, it, it's when when it becomes a trend. Now, if he does the same thing uh, this next outing, well, then uh, you know we got ourselves a problem. You know? Yeah, yeah, I say so. Now, uh, another thing: that, oh, to what degree should we be worried about? You know, Lidge's injury. Who knows what he's even going to be like when he gets back? I worry about the closer situation. It's, a, it's developing a pattern here. I just worry a lot. Um. Well, you know, I, I think with with Lidge, you know, um, as I saw earlier, I, no, I think that's a reason for concern. Uh, you know, right away now they're talking about, you know, um, it'll be, you know, their halfway mark. I mean, I've heard them, you know, using that time, you know, halfway mark. Come on. Ugh. You know. Ugh. Halfway mark? Again. Yeah, that's bad news. I mean, I agree when Ruben Amaro says things like, well, we just want to get these guys healthy because we want them for August, September, October, blah, blah, blah. I can agree with that. But, I mean, Utley and Lidge, to be without those guys for so long, I mean, what is the latest on Utley? I mean, when he had he had a press conference, was it earlier this week or late last week? Uh, you know, right, right, be, right before the beginning of the of the season, he had a press conference, and and, and it's all blurry, and and that really is, is is what I can see. It's 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 blurry. You don't know whether it's um, thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, I mean, and really the timing, which is you no, know, there's no uh, assurance that he will be back. You know, um, for the for the first half of the season. There's, there's no yeah. assurity of, of anything with them, you know. I think uh, it was Todd Zalecki that asked him, you know, are you planning to be back before the All-Star break? And he said, yeah, that's the plan. And I'm thinking to even have that question asked tells you the degree to which this guy is hurt. I don't even know. I thought it was like an inflamed tendon. I mean, what, what is, is it just because it's just whatever it is that's causing him so much pain that he can't do anything? Like, well, I, really I, think, like I, I, think, I think he is having a... Uh, I think he is having pain, and and then there also is no um, there's no assurance that uh, that when it, when he does come back, there's no assurance. 
uh, or, or I, I shouldn't say this, uh, there's no assurance that if he does have an operation that he will be able to come back this year. Right. That's the, that's the reason they, they, don't want to, they don't want to do the operation, is because if they do the operation, there's no assurance that he will be able to play baseball this season if he has the operation. So, you know, there's well, a reason for concern. I think they even said there's no assurances that the surgery would even fix the problem. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> that's bad news. And, and Gee, are we seeing the beginning of the end of Utley? I don't want to overreact, but he's not. Remember when they won the World Series, and so many people in the media were like, "Oh, they got Rollins, Utley, and Howard, and these kids." I'm like, "They're not kids. <laughs> they haven't been in the league a lot, but they're not kids. Utley's like 32 now." That's right. And, you know, you're a professional athlete. You know, there's a certain point where your body says, look, enough. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, I don't know if this is that point. It's different with different guys. Uh, but uh, one thing is for sure that, um, you know, uh, I think there's a chance that we will never see that Chase Utley we saw before, that we might never see that guy again. Meaning he will he go and play, but let's say he's a DH. And, right. uh you know, in, in fairness, and in, in, in really being honest about Chase, uh, he can't play every position. Like, he's really not an outfielder. His arm is too bad. I mean, he goes in the outfield, and I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he's, he's got a uh, – I mean, his arm is really not a good arm. I mean, just yeah. to be flat out, I mean, because if, if he couldn't hit the way he would, he, um, he'd really be getting a whole lot of flack about his arm because that – he, he, you know, some of it's almost like uh, some, uh, some ugly throwing motion. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, gee, I mean, look at this. So, in in two thousand seven, just this is when you're talking about like, you know, this guy could be Hall of Fame. He had three thirty two, two ninety two, two eighty two, two seventy five. Yeah, I, 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 I would do it. I mean, the guy's gotten a pass. Uh, you know, I for them people talking about, you know, uh, and rightfully so. Um, you know, saying something about Howard, and uh, I think you know, rightfully so about about Rollins, but to not say anything about Utley's numbers being down. I mean, how far down do they have to go for somebody at least to say, you know what, uh, Utley's on a steady decline. The guy has been on a steady decline. I think his body has been breaking down, and um, you know why his body's breaking down. I don't know, but it, it clearly is breaking down. It seems like it's breaking down, and it's just he doesn't seem to be uh, the same player he was. I mean, I, you can't knock what the guy did in the World Series two years ago, Mike. I mean, were you like six home runs in that series? Yeah, he had a lot of them. He, he was <laughs> Sabathia couldn't figure him out. Um, yeah. So he's still giving those great performances, but you know, and you say this all the time, and I agree with you. He's a sacred cow in, in Philadelphia. There, yeah, he, you can't... He's a guy that doesn't, you know, he doesn't get the attack like everybody. Else. I mean, everybody else is treated tough. No. Yeah. I mean, it's tough love uh, for everybody. I mean, you know, and we saw that with with uh, uh, with Cole Hamels just you know earlier this week. Hey, tough love. <laughs> We're a tough love city. We love you, but hey, stand up. You know, uh, take it like a man. But that's for everybody but Chase. He throws the ball. You know, we know he's had these problems with throwing the ball into the stands. Oh, the sun has been in his eyes. The this, the that. <laughs> what? The sun is in his eyes. You know, He's hurt again, so he can't throw the ball to first base. <laughs> going like, these people, oh, I'm going like, we, that's the only guy we treat like that. We do not 
do the kissy kissy stuff with anybody else. Oh my baby, oh come here, little Chasey. Come here, little Chasey baby. Get come on, cut the stuff out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody else currently in this city that we? Is there anybody else we do that for? I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that, that that gets that type of treatment. Maybe Pronger, but he's only been here a couple years. It's not really the same. Uh, certainly, nobody on the Sixers. Uh, and maybe, maybe you can't say it about Vic because so many people still hate him. Yeah, maybe Doc when he was, you know when Doc was maybe Doc got a pair because. Because, you know, you remember, like, the um, that Arizona game. Come on, Doc didn't do anything in that game. Remember that the NFC Championship game? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you know, that, that, they're, they're, the defense is out there, and they march for a touchdown. We got to leave with minutes to go for the Super Bowl. And, and we're supposed to have Mr. All-World defensive player back there who does nothing. If anything, he misses a tackle. <laughs> guys drag him into the end zone. I mean, come on. You're exactly right. That's that's the other guy that I would say, and certainly in this era, yeah, got that, gets that treatment. And you're right, Jay. And people say, no, no, no they got to keep him because you know, he, he gets everybody pumped up. He's a leader. Yeah. Now I will I will say that he wasn't. He didn't even get the chase. I mean, the chase Utley treatment because there were guys that were saying, you know, he's losing the stuff. There were guys saying that. You know, which you know, you never hear that about Chase. I mean, oh, oh don't say that, Chase. Oh, he must Chase, be hurt. Numbers are down. You know. He's got to be hurt. There's no way he would strike out like that. Right. There's something no wrong with his wrist. No way he's batting 270 now. He was he's 60 points off of his his average. You know, because I did think, and really be honestly, I mean, I know I would just start a whole bunch of trouble if I were to start arguing this point, which is, who has been the most disappointing in his career? Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, or Jimmy Rollins? Um... You know, I, I can see where you might say Rollins. Probably Rollins. You know, because because he had that MVP year. But see, the thing is, though, you can't deny he had an MVP year. You're going to tell me that we didn't expect Chase Utley to have an MVP year? Yeah, any, year any year that he was going to, he ended up getting hurt. I mean, what was it, 08? That he, he probably would have gotten it, but he broke his hand or something. But we'll get to this on the other side. We've got to take a quick break here on G Cobb in the house. We'll see you folks in a few. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, back here on G. Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren along with G. Cobb. Talking some baseball, uh, and some G and I were talking about during the break. It's just so tough to talk baseball when you have such a small sample size and everything's so ridiculous. The Orioles are in first. The World Series gi- champion Giants are in the cellar. Um, so everything is just so screwed up right now. But if we don't talk football now, we might not have anything substantial to discuss for quite some time. Uh, obviously, we get the draft coming up in the month, which I'm very excited about, although about 70% as excited as I normally am. Um, can't trade any players, which, oh boy, I mean, to say the lockout hurts the Eagles more than any other team is a, is a little unfair. You probably have to examine each team's exact situation, but just taking a quick look, they're the one with the big quarterback to trade. Um, obviously, they want to move Cobb. There has been much rumors and speculation of different teams, from the Bengals to Seahawks to Arizona, uh, and that the Eagles would be getting a first-round pick. Gee, usually I don't pay too much attention to this kind of crap, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of reports from multiple, you know, from different people, and you know, teams put that stuff out there. You never know. It just seems like there's a lot of a lot of smoke there, and I, I really think, and I didn't think this a while ago. I think they're going to get a first round pick and maybe more for for Kevin Cobb when they're allowed to trade players, which is why this screws them so bad because you can't trade before the draft. That there's no the lockout that over so any picks you get for him aren't going to be till 2012, which obviously doesn't help you this year. Uh, do you think they're really going to get a first-round pick? I do. I, I think they're going to get a first-round pick. Um, and uh, the reason being is because, uh, the, the, you, you know, you said it, which is it's not one, it's not two teams, it's a bunch of teams. And I think the probability that somebody's going to follow through with it are very good, you know. And that's well, uh, and that's good news. Now the whole problem is, you know, when is it going to happen? You know, um, when is uh, the judge going to make a decision, and what's going to be her decision? You know, that's that makes everything precarious because you know you don't you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's a court of law. Uh, she's thinking things. Uh, you you can draw things out of what she said and what she asked about you know, during the case, but. That doesn't mean uh, that uh, she's going to stay with it. And it it's just um, 
you know, it's, it's just a, a bad situation. I mean, if it was Judge Doty, you know, uh, he probably would already be traded. <laughs> he, he would have given them, uh, he would have uh, give, given the, uh, uh, you know, awarded the injunction. And, uh, you know, who knows, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Cobb uh, might be in the, uh, you know, he, he, he might be uh, an Arizona uh, Cardinal. Uh, I see where uh, Tiger had a, a big day today. Oh, did he? He's seven under, yeah. Woo, he started the day at one under. Yeah, he's six. He was six under for the day. Wow. You have to figure if he gets it together. You know, well, the field you know, whole thing, he hasn't that. been consistent. He, has, he hasn't been consistent. So, you know, you gotta, you got to play four, four, uh, four rounds, and, you know, he's got other people with him. So uh, all, he, all he did really was, uh, especially if he does something tomorrow, he just made those uh, networks a, a fortune. Yeah, and he made himself relevant again in golf. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I remember because yeah. if he's on his game, I remember I forget what golfer it was years ago, and obviously it was a different time, different Tiger. Uh, but it's not like he's fifty, sixty years old now. I mean, he could still play if he could just get his head straight for whatever reason. One mm-hmm. of the, the another player said, "Well, if he's on his game, I mean, there's no use in even playing because you just can't play. He's that good. You have yeah. to win a major. You have to hope he's not playing well. That's right. I, that's that's." Pretty high praise. I mean, if he's playing on his oh, game, well, I, I mean, might look he, and he had a, he had established himself on that level. He, he definitely had established himself on that level and was deserving of it. Now, you know, he hasn't been able to maintain that uh, since he, he went through all that uh, all the craziness. So um, we'll see whether he's able to regain that. But um, there's no question that you know he hasn't been you know the same tiger for a while. So. Um, but you made a good point about the networks. I wonder to what degree this whole thing has just destroyed the golf ratings. I mean, with him not playing well in the time period that he was off and he wasn't playing this or that, I mean, that, that people watch it, it definitely for hurts. Him. Now, I'll tell you this, though. If he, if he has another good round tomorrow, those ratings will be uh, sky high uh, this weekend. And I'll tell you that because, you know, I, I know I would be interested in turning over there, finding out how he's doing. I mean, right. he, he, because he's such a big name, and then the other thing about Tiger is, if he starts playing again and playing like he did, he's going to be bigger than he ever was because now you've got women who could care less about Tiger. They have, they, 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 under, they know him. They, at least they think they know him. Uh, they, his name registers with him because he was involved in things that went into areas which he wasn't in before with you know, with a lot of women knowing who Tiger was and having comments about him. And, and as long as he will just chill out, you know, and be able to go on shows and laugh about it and everything, he's going to be bigger because, you know, everybody's going to, you know, now if he could go on and say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, Susie Q, you know. And if he cracked a joke about, let's say, one of the girls or something, you know, and say, yeah, I kind of lost, you know, I, I you know, I couldn't get enough of it, whatever. Some, you know, just a joke. Put a little joke into it. Mm-hmm. And admitting, you know, what he did and saying, hey, you know, I was stupid. I made some bad decisions. And um, uh, people will, will, will like him, and he will be even more popular. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about before with Clemens and Bonds and things like that. I would have to agree with you. He's better off. you got to kind of just own up to it and, and 
you know, like you said, crack a joke, something. People yeah. are so much more forgiving. Than yeah, you know, he, now he already has to a degree with the, but he, he, but he needs to go, you know, where he's going and say, hey, look, man, you know, what guy is that doesn't like sex? You know, I got caught up, you know, I, I, was, I was tripping, and it was, it was bad, bad decisions on my part. And you know what? Most people are going to go, you know what? Hey, you know, he said, you know, I got this girl. I look at these beautiful women. They're just kind of throwing themselves at me. And, um, you know, I, I got caught up, man. I, you know, I lost it. And you let's know, remember, but, uh, too, Jay. I realized I made a mistake. What's that? Let's remember, too, he wasn't always Tiger Woods. I mean, this guy was pretty much a dork his whole life. He was a golf nerd. I mean, you wouldn't look at Tiger and just be like, oh, yeah, that's great. He's kind of a dork, even at Stanford. Dork. <laughs> so for that guy, all of a sudden, to get all this money and fame, he's having women throwing him at him. He probably never had access to before. You know, people don't make jokes about girls uh, doing the golf team, you know, for a reason. Believe me, I played tennis, I know. <laughs> well, so, no, I mean, I'll tell you that, um, you know, the thing about it is a lot of guys do stuff, but they don't, they don't get busted because they don't do it the way he did it, which yeah. is uh, they got a girl and they're sliding them a few bucks. The girl's not going to be but so angry. She, you know, yeah, you she, she loves She's living better than she would if she ever met this guy. She's right. never going to speak that badly of him. And 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 uh, come on, Tiger could have very easily. You you buy the girl a house, slide her a few bucks. You know, the girl's never going to be that hard on you. But 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 when Tiger like that, when he's like, he's not giving the girl a dime, and the girl finds out, you know, you know, uh, she thinks about her friends. So hey, the guy's a multi. He's, he's nearly a billionaire, and he's. He won't give you a dime. Now, now you're angry. See? Right. Yeah, you better be generous, especially when you're up to such no good. Yeah. But, you know, I have to tell you what, he's paying the price both financially and certainly in his personal life. I mean. Who's that? Who's that, Tiger? Tiger, yeah. I mean, he, and you know what, though, too? It's like you said before that he could be his pop, more popular than ever. Because, I mean, we kind of do that in our society, right? We build somebody up. Then we kind of, there's a little bit of schadenfreude that goes on when, when they get torn down and they're all of a sudden taken apart, and then we build them up again. Yeah. Now, and we love he did. Look at Vic. Yeah, the thing he did is, you know, he just didn't know what he was doing. Now, I bet you he's doing some of the same thing right now, but he's, he's managing it better. He's going like, look, baby, you know, <laughs> I, we're not going to get married or nothing, but I tell you what, I'm going to take care of you, you know. We'll get together. we have a good time, you know. Make sure you got, you're living good and stuff. Hey, come on. You know, uh, uh, Michael Jordan did it. Oh, yeah? He, he, never, he never had him out, you know, yelling and screaming at him. I mean, and not only him. I mean, there are thousands of guys that have done it. And they're slipping a few bucks. The guys own corporations. They got women. They're not saying anything because they're getting a few dollars. Yeah, it's amazing. We, you know, Tiger gets caught, and all of a sudden he's the worst person in the world when like you said, how many million people? How, how often is that going on all over the world right um, now? Come on. It, I mean, look at it. Uh, it it's going on all over the place. It's going yeah, on he, all over the place. Yeah, the big, I, I think the biggest mistake he made, I mean, if you're going to do that, go for it. I, I just don't know why you get married. I mean, look at Jeter. He was running around. I don't know if he was paying for anything, but he was running around New York City living the life. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't getting married. He is now. Yeah, 
if you're Derek Jeter, why would you be married during your playing days on the New York Yankees? You know, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I really, uh, well, what Tiger did, I really have not, you know, I really, you know, I mean, uh, saying about it from from a, uh, talking about it from a, um, a business standpoint, but what I got to say about what he's doing. I mean, I know so many guys are cheating. How am I going to say something to him about him? I mean, I know, I mean, uh, it, it, it's really phony because, like, let's say the media right here. Come on, Edwin Dell, come on. Look how he got off. <laughs> I mean, and then right away when he gets out of office, he and his wife, you know, divorce, whatever. And nobody came down on Ed. And Ed has been, uh, you know, all, he's got rumors of him, so many women, and nobody even, come on. And then somebody's going to get on a big high horse talking about role model and all that stuff. Come on, please. Well, that's me? like when the uh, the Monica Lewinsky like, thing happened. You're gonna tell me, you know, he's a he's a good role model for, uh, yeah, the, the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Oh, I mean, come on, no, don't don't. You know, you got the guy. He's the head of the pre- I mean, the head of the country, and he's he's got some twenty uh, year old girl that he's doing in the back room down there. Don't even, you know, come on. That's like Chris Rock said. He said this man's the leader of the free world, and that's the best we could get him. I mean, come on. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back for our last segment. We'll talk a little Sixers and then let everyone be on their way. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams with co-host John Inglesby. Each week, join Lemont and John as they take callers, discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sit down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
you're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb. And G, wouldn't it be fair for us, for all the ripping and just awful things that we've said about the Sixers on this program, to not give them a little credit, uh, I will be the first one to admit when they got Doug Collins as the head coach, I said, what are they doing? This guy hasn't coached in four years. I wanted no parts of him. And he's got this team playing ball. He's taken the young kids, and, and when we watched Thaddeus, his, his career, we always uh, we kept saying, boy, potential, potential, potential. He's seeing that potential now, and he's only 22 years old. Um, Drew Holiday uh, looks like a baller. You know, they've got some serious young talent. They're playing pretty good basketball. You can see they're still losing games they should win. They're still learning how to win. Um, but this team is much better. I would love to see them kind of get rid of Andre Iguodala. When I mean kind of, I mean do it. Um, other than that, though, it looks like they got themselves set for the future. They, just, you know, they, they could probably add another star to it. But uh, you liking what you're seeing right now with the Sixers? Uh, you know, I definitely think they're headed in the right direction. You know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, fool myself into, into believing they're, they're going to do all this stuff um, this year where they're going to um, – you know, uh, let's say win a couple rounds or, for that matter, win one round. I don't know that they're going to do that. But right. I do know they are going in the right direction. Um, they've got a uh, they got a quality uh, basketball team. Uh, they've got some players that um, I think, um, you know, are, are, going, to, are going to get better uh, uh, with the, those two young guys you just mentioned. And... Uh, you know, I like the way they're headed, so uh, I feel good about the squad. Uh, I feel better about them than I have in a long time because even a few years ago they'd make the playoffs, but it was kind of like they were in purgatory where they weren't good enough to actually do anything in the playoffs, but they weren't bad enough to get a lottery pick. So it was just kind of this, eh, they were okay. But now they really seem to, and I agree completely with you that Let's not uh, let's not go thinking they're going to do much this season. I mean, we've seen stranger, but with these seven game series, you know, you look at what the Giants did uh, a few years ago, and some of the runs we see in football. You beat somebody one time and you're in. You know, basketball to beat somebody four out of seven times, usually the better team wins those series. You know, basketball, hockey, baseball, because you have to do it so much. I can't see. I can't see them. I mean. Maybe one team goes down. I mean, who do you want to see them play? If you had your druthers, um, you know, I uh, let me see. Uh, maybe the Celtics right now that they're kind of banged up. Maybe they'll be best. Right. But um, I can't say that with a, with surety that uh, you know they're going to match up better against them than somebody else. Boston's big. Uh, that's what concerns me. They're really big. Um, the Bulls, now, everyone says I don't want any part of the Bulls. Aren't, didn't the Sixers take three or four or four or five from the Bulls this year? I know they have a winning record against the Bulls. Wait, what's that now? Um, I, I think they have a, they've taken like 
They only lost one game to the Bulls this year, I think. But no one wants to play the Bulls. Where are they yeah, now? You, um, yeah, but, you know, we'll see how. You know, I really don't know how they're going to match up, um, you know, uh, when, when they get in a situation and it's, uh, you know, it's a playoff situation and everything. It's going to be interesting to see how, how it all works out. Right. Right now they're scheduled. The, 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 if the season ended today, they would play uh, Boston. And, boy, you really got to get up into that four and five slot to get any kind of a favorable matchup. Um, which are you – let's look at the Heat, because obviously we know all the uh, the hype around them. You worried about the Heat in the playoffs and all that? Do you think they can really do some damage? Uh, I mean, would you say, can the Heat do some damage? Yeah. Is it likely um, that they will? You know, I, I think that, you know, they're, they're probably going to, uh, to have some success. I mean – the big thing is when they when they get against the Celtics and the Bulls, it's going to be those three teams as to who's going to be representing this the East. You know, uh, I, I guess you got to throw Orlando in there too. Uh, so yeah. I say those those four teams until they're playing against each other. This other stuff is a joke. None of these other teams are going to beat anybody. They're just <laughs> that, going through the motions, you know. That's the uh, the sad reality of the Eastern Conference. Uh, maybe even the Western Conference, too, because it's so top-heavy. Well, I mean, you know. if you've if you got four teams that could win it, I, I think that, uh, you know, that, that's that's competitive to me. You know, I mean, you're not going to have everybody where they really seriously got it, you know, going to – if you got four teams that could – like I could see any of those four teams could go. It could be Miami, could be the Bulls, um, could be the Celtics, and it could be Orlando. That's four teams. Uh, to me, that's competitive. Yeah, that's better than, you know, having, uh, you know, two teams and then everyone else, which is, you know, a colossal waste of everyone's time. Um, but anyway, we got a few minutes here left, and I wanted to ask you something. We got off topic because I was reading today or, or yesterday, one of those, you know, they have those, like, football outsiders and those guys that crunch all the metrics and stuff like that. And it's this independent guy. He looked at Cobb and says, He's not worth a first-round pick. Now, I really believe somebody's going to give up a first-round pick. I, if you're a GM, knowing what you know about Kevin Cobb, would you give up a first-round pick? I don't think I would. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I have um, seen a lot of them, because I, I don't think he's a sure thing. I mean, I'm not giving up a first-round pick. I don't I, – well, and I'll tell you, it would probably have something to do – might have something to do with who I have on my team, too. Because he's not going to carry a team. If the team has got problems, he's not going to carry them. You know, and if, they, if, if they have all the pieces in place, you know, he, he could help them. I don't know that he's going to, you know, take them to a championship and everything. But, you know, uh, if you've got some of the police pieces in place and you're really lacking a, a quarterback, okay, I could see. But if you don't have those pieces in place, he's not going to get you there. So And – the, the obvious team, I think, that comes to mind there is Minnesota. Um, but, you know, if they don't keep Sidney Rice, he's a free agent. That's going to hurt him. I mean, having Adrian Peterson does a lot, though. Man, talk about a guy who helps his quarterback out. But their line's not that good anymore. Kevin Cobb needs protection. Yeah, I know. Well, if he doesn't have protection, believe me, he's going he's gonna to have some challenges. He's going to struggle some. Well, I just wonder what tape – 
the other GMs and scouts are looking at on this guy, whereas you and I have watched him every game, and we come away thinking, mm, I don't know. You know, he, he, he could be a decent player, but first-round pick? Yeah, I know. Well, they're, they're looking at the um, the upside. You know, they're looking at what, what when he played well. And, you know, I don't think they, they, they studied him real close to see hey, when he didn't play well, what was going on, you know. And um, I'm not I'm not as hyped. No, especially when you think of what quarterbacks have left Andy Reid and been good elsewhere. Donovan was did not have a good year in Washington. No, no, he didn't. You know, AJ Feely left years ago for a second round pick. He was he he proved he just can't play anywhere else but with Reid. That's I right. mean, I kind of got to look at that and say, well. These guys tend to look better under him than they do elsewhere. So what makes me think yeah. bringing this kid in is going to make him better? Yep. So I think the Eagles really have a chance to rip somebody off. And I, I think they will. I don't know when that's going to be, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for this draft, G. I just, it's just not going to be the same without player movement and stuff like that, but it's the last football we've got for probably a pretty long time. Uh, but anyway... Gee, that's our time. I want to thank you for hanging out. Um, we'll see everybody next week. This is G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Everybody have a good weekend. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.